0: Hey, it's Jenna, and this is the At Home Tarot Podcast, where we're building a home within ourselves, one daily spiritual practice at a time. If you're a returning listener, now's a really good time to head to the podcast page of Apple or Spotify and leave your five-star review. Good morning. It is so good to have you here. Welcome in to uh, another tarot practice. And I'm at home as I always am for these readings. And um, thank you for joining me. It's so good to have you um, with me as I pull cards this morning. I am actually sitting on my bed this morning and across the hall is this back door that has a huge window that's full length. And the sun is beaming in on the cards and the cat is purring at the end of the bed in the sun. And it's it's just kind of a glorious morning. The mornings I love um, where someone might, you know, walk in and sit on the bed and we could pull a couple cards together. And I love that that's you. I love that that's you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thinking today about the fact that I woke up this morning and felt a little bit of forward motion again in a direction that that I find um, most supportive for me. And I don't know if that has to do with some Mercury retrogrades. Um, you know, Mercury in the sky was able to uh, make that messy turnaround last night. And yesterday might have might have gotten to some messy conversations yesterday, uh, or messy, mm, just couldn't find our words yesterday, um, and being frustrated by that. And this morning, as that releases, and he, you know, Mercury is able to get back to moving forward again. Instead of going backwards, um, we might also be starting to feel that as well. And I know actually I recorded this episode, um, just right before this and something told me that I needed to backtrack and come back around and circle back around with, with something else. Uh, it felt a little disjointed and I think that's Okay. And sometimes I just post because that is my reality. Um, And I don't think there's anything wrong with that because this podcast was really born for me to be able to practice reading tarot daily. As I, you know, I've been doing tarot for since um, 2017, but um, it's crazy to say that five years now, Uh, but I can always improve. And I also wanted to show up in my practice every day. You know, if I'm a tarot reader, I want to be in that practice daily in some way. And it it felt today like maybe things needed to be clear and maybe things needed to slow down. And while I trust that sometimes my first recording is my most intuitive, and I love that, there are moments where I'm beginning to feel like I'm having swifter awareness. And when I have the awareness that if it's in my hands, if it's within my power, then I can I can backtrack, I can circle back and try again, um, immediately, immediately. I do this in conversation a lot. You might notice on the podcast that I'll pause and say, Let me try that again in the middle of a sentence, because I'm having that almost immediate awareness that what I'm saying is not what I wanted to say or how I meant it um, or the words I wanted to use um, for that. And so today it felt really important to circle in and re record and that maybe there's some depth missing uh, lately and I don't know if that's true or not but that I wanted to honor that in myself Um, and I know that when I slow down you know when I take things spaciously and I didn't pull these cards um, yesterday so um, it's always nice to sit and have some spaciousness um, with the cards before I read them in a more public way. Uh so just all things I'm thinking about that full permission right to circle back to to notice your awareness and um immediately make a change immediately kind of sacrifice what you just did or what you just said for the more um honoring the more tender the more um real the more real and the more deep because I think there's something beautiful about when we get through something once, the next time is is a deeper version and the next. So with that said, let's look at our cards because there is a little bit of this sort of energy here. So our self-abandonment card today is the nine of pentacles and our self-returning card today is the hanged man. Now the nine, both cards are a single person in them. So there's just one person in these cards here. And there is something about these cards where one person in the nine of pentacles is upright in this full, full garden. And this person who, who looks female, but we're, you know, gender is, doesn't really matter in the cards because these are human experiences. Um, This is somebody who's really done well for themselves. And there's, there's a theme of self-sufficiency in this card. And there's a theme of seeing results, you know, nines are often so much about what has come. From certain actions, what has come from our struggle and the outcome, both externally but mostly internally, um, we see the outcome externally. But what does that mean about us internally? And the Nine of Pentacles is that we have been working so hard; we've been working our butts off. <laughs> And we've been trying to do everything alone. We've been trying to make our own money. We've been trying to, um, we've been trying to care for the household by ourselves. We've been trying to make a beautiful home by ourselves. We've been tending to our gardens alone. We've been tending to ourselves alone. We've been tending to the things in our life that make us feel abundant. We've been gathering our possessions. And there's a real independency here. And there's a real theme of doing things separate and doing things alone. And there's so much here that we could go into about that. You know, Nine of Pentacles, all of these cards hold so much nuance. It's why I can do this podcast every day and similar cards come up and there's new messages. And so in order to gauge our direction, I'm looking at the Hanged Man. And the Hanged Man is a card of surrender and giving up and sacrificing. And it's in the unconscious ego line of the major arcana. And what that tells me, and what that often tells others, um, this line is, is about our internal landscape. This isn't about anybody else. And the hanged man is often the step we need to take in order for old identities we're no longer happy about in our life. Or if we're no longer, we might still be happy, but they're actually no longer working for us. You know, it might be an identity we love having, but it's actually making life harder because it's no longer the real version of ourselves. It's not what's real for us anymore. It once was that's good. It was a lot of protection from having to experience the sacrifice and the ego death that follows. But the hangman in essence is us being able to admit that the things we've been exerting power over about ourselves, the things, you know, this is about us, um, Exerting power to look a certain way, to hold a certain identity or label. And we don't have to sacrifice it for other people. We have to sacrifice it to ourselves. We have to admit that we've been really powerless to shift this and that actually we might have less power than we think. And I hate saying that because that doesn't jive with the current narrative have, you know, new age coaching, which a lot of new age coaching is ego coaching. And the more you break your ego, the more you notice how much coaching is actually coaching the ego and the personality, but not the true self. And we keep trying to fix or direct our ego and actually build that up. When what we need to be doing is deconstructing it and tearing it down (laughs) and then life gets easier Um, what does this have to do with the nine of pentacles well the ego identity in the nine of pentacles is I'm independent I can do this by myself I have to be the breadwinner I have to be the one that creates abundance. I have to do all the work here. I can go it alone. I don't need anybody to support me. I don't need anything. I'll get it myself. And so the Nine of Pentacles holds all those ego identities. And this isn't about whether we are capable Of course, we're capable. Are we capable of making our own money, doing our own finances, um, running a business? Are we capable of managing our own home? Are we capable of, um, you know, um, running our own health? Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. This isn't that we are um, children there shouldn't be any children uh, listening, but um, you know, there might be someone who's, who's a late teenager, maybe 17, 18, 19, who some of these things uh, they just don't have yet. So I want to make space for you, if that's you. Uh, but a lot of us are probably already doing this or we're doing some of it. And that depending on life circumstances, We are capable, uh, so many of us. And that's not what this is. The Nine of Pentacles in abandonment is not, you can't take care of yourself. The Nine of Pentacles in abandonment is, why do you feel you have to? Why do you feel you have to? And what is that story that you have to do everything alone or it's okay if you do everything alone or that you're independent um what is what is that story offering you what protection does it offer you and if what ego protection what self protection and so asking yourself right now if you're holding a story and inside your relationships or you know and that doesn't have to be love but it could that what does thinking I can just do it all alone um what protection does that offer me for some it's being alone and again this isn't about not that you have to find someone if you're single. That that's not what we're saying. That's not what this is. So I just want to offer that. Um this is about why do we think we we have to? And actually what is going it alone whether we're single or we're in partnership and we're being hyper independent from our partner trying to keep things separate trying to keep finances separate, trying to keep lives separate, trying to keep, you know, whatever it is, responsibility separate, or taking on everything, as in, I'm so independent, I will do everything for us. I can do it all alone. Um, What protection does that offer you? And what don't you have to do? Because you're holding that that story of yourself. I'm going to say that again, what don't you have to do because you're holding that story of yourself? That's often the biggest question for my ego. When I get in situations where I've over-identified or I'm getting a lot of protection out of a certain label. And this is a big one because I, my own philosophy is that we heal when we can come together in more relationships, because that is how it has worked. And I had five years of independence, and actually six, Um, even though I was in a relationship, we still lived alone, and it was long distance, so it didn't feel like having a relationship in the same way, I was still extremely independent. And so I went from being in relationships from about 16 to 29 and then from 29 to 35, 36 without. And coming back into relationship now that I was ready was my ability to notice that my life thrives When I don't hold the image that I have to do everything alone. And wow, what a difference. Like what a difference. But it has been a really big ego shift over the last nine months with the hanged man to come to this. And this actually started before I moved. I I got a mentor, a, a group, and of people, and I was able to actually start depending on them again, and learning that it was okay to depend on people and to um, to reach out to people. And it's even harder to reach out. It, it's hard to reach out to new people. And sometimes we get in situations where it's just as hard to reach out to our person or the person we're dating or the person we want to be dating and and go, yeah, like I can't do everything alone. Um, and I need people, I need people to grow. And that isn't about always choosing or making sure you choose relationships or friendships or people that will always be there or that are going to commit to you or any of those things, because actually taking a chance on people, getting our heart a little busted up, that was part of the process and going quiet on people and then coming back in. That was part of the process because I needed to learn. And I think with the hanged man we're sacrificing a lot of our time, we're sacrificing a lot of our energy and most important, in fact, more, way more important than those other things, we're sacrificing this identity we've been holding that we can do everything alone. And there is some sort of sweet paradox of power that happens. When we admit that we don't have as much power as we thought we did, that actually doing things with others, having others in our life, even if that means a little less time to ourselves, a little less energy for ourselves, again, that's usually protection. That's a protection thing. Um, That... And that's not to say we can't get time alone because I get a lot of time alone and I, I ask for a lot of time alone, um, but that this is protecting our ego and it, it's protecting that tender part of us that, that feels what it feels whenever you think that you actually can't do this alone or that there's certain things that would be better. And I've found that so much is better when I have help or I just have someone to talk to that I'm I'm willing to reach out to and, and, you know, mull things over with and to admit to myself and show myself that while I'm capable and independent, I don't have to do things alone. I really don't. Even when it comes to little things like housework, I don't have to do that alone. And it, you know, a lot of the time that means I have to sit and wait for my partner to have a day off and the mess grows and I've had to learn to be okay with that. And that if no one else is helping, then I don't have to feel Like I have to do it alone. I can hire help or I can wait and wait for a day when they are available to clean and we can do it together. And it happens so quick. Um, And that means I have to live in a mess for a couple of days. And that's good because every time with the hanged man that I do that, it breaks my ego. And when we break our ego and our ego stories and the labels we're holding that protect us, and you know, a lot of this is about our own experience of identity, that we actually get to become more real to ourselves. When we break an identity, when we sacrifice an identity, we're sacrificing the ego and we're saying, I don't need to be doing things or learning things that prop up this identity in myself. Because it's an identity that's protecting me from being truly available to others. And the hanged man wants us to give that up. It wants us to admit where we are powerless. But we've been telling ourselves we're self-sufficient, that we can do it all alone. The hanged man wants that for us. And when we do that, we become more real versions of ourselves and when we can become more real versions to ourselves, to us, because the hanged man is internal. This is about us and the way we perceive things and the way we are perceiving ourselves. What happens is we stop falling asleep to these identities and we're just sleepwalking through these identities and we wake up to ourselves. And we start to see what's actually real about us. And that's tough. That's a really tough moment. Um, But from there, we can actually start to connect out more from our real self than our, you know, uh, ego self. And that image that we like to hold on to that has a safe face. We think it helps us save face. Uh, So today we need to really sacrifice that part of our ego and we need to ask ourselves today, um, what has doing it alone offered me? And is that currently working for me? Um, and it, maybe it's no longer. And I think today it's the reminder that it might not be. Um, and that actually it might keep us out of a more thriving relationships and more thriving friendships and, and lovers and dating experiences even because the more real we are, I find the people who are the most real about who they are, they just attract people like butterflies because they're so real, they're so willing to be themselves and not in the ways that look cool from the outside. Some of the most attractive people will just, just so easily admit who they are even when it's a little bit like not great. You know, people love when someone's like, oh yeah, I'm high maintenance. I mean, some men love that because it's real. It's real. It's really who you are. Um, And I think it's really sexy when someone can admit and actually say the parts of themselves (laughs) that they're working on and as well as the reality and, and accept themselves. Uh, the hanged man is a lot of, I need to just accept this this reality of me, which is I can't do everything alone. And in that we sacrifice the ego that's telling us, yes, you can just keep doing everything alone. Stay out of love, stay out of connection, stay out of bonding. Um, we, intimacy doesn't grow on the surface. You know, intimacy is a reef. It's below. And we got to get there. We got to get there. And we we have to get to our real self before that we can really own that with others. Um, And so I hope that's offered you something today. Um, I know I didn't have any real specific relationship um, scenarios here. I mean, part of this is just, you need to ask your partner for help. Um, but that actually means admitting that you can't do something on your own. And in fact, that might improve our relationship. No matter the answer, it'll probably improve the relationship because honesty always does. Honesty always does. Um, that's that's one thing I can offer you. Um, the other thing is, if you're single... One thing I, I always notice um, with this pairing, Nine of Pentacles, The Hangman, is admitting that you no longer want to be alone. Um, admitting that you, you want a relationship, that you're not out there to play the field anymore. Um, you've done it alone, you've had a lot of fun, and now you're kind of sacrificing that version of you for um, something else. So um, those are just a little bit of some fun stuff. <laughs> Not really the coming home tarot that that I just dig, but that fun um, circumstantial divination type type tarot, which I do like as well. but um, it just certainly doesn't take long to tell you what that is. Um, yeah, so that's what I have for you today. And uh, I'm excited to walk through the day really um, sacrificing identities. I'm mean, like, yeah, I'm not that anymore, um, and and seeing what what reality that brings, and and coming home to my real self, um, yeah, all right. Um, as always, if you want a more specific reading, maybe a monthly reading, do um, head to the website in the show notes, jennadale.com. and uh, I would love to do that for you. If you haven't had that experience, June might be the most amazing month for it. So um, do check that out. If you're curious, if you hear that intuitive nudge, this is the sign to go do that. And I will be here at home for you again tomorrow. So you can come join me then. All right. I care about you. Take care. Bye now. Thank you for joining me at home for our daily practice today. If you'd like deeper insight into your current energy, head over to com slash insight messages to order a personalized reading from me. And be sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening so you can join me again tomorrow. See you then.